It's, uh, it's good to have Clint with us. Clint's been in our church a while, um, and uh, very quickly, uh, so he and I connected, and we had a chance to have a conversation, and it was about a month ago that I, I was sitting in the front, and I really felt stirred that I needed to invite Clint to share his story. So we've had some conversations, we've had some fun, and, and uh, it's my privilege to honor him today as a man who is faithful and obedient to what God's asked, and I know that uh, you're going to be blessed by what he has to share. Go hard, man. Morning, guys. Morning, morning. Just want to get myself all set up here quickly. Two seconds. Okay. Thank you for those who have come from, I know I've got a good couple of my mates that have come from a few places, Auckland, Taupo, Tangaranga. Thank you, guys. And Etienne also from Hamilton. So full set. I've got half an hour. I hope you brought popcorn because you're going to be a while. <laughs> All right, so if you ever look there, that's where I am now in my life. I never, I wasn't always there, you know. Um, and just by the way, that um, from dope dealer to hope giver, that I didn't do that. There was a mate of mine that was from Napier because about two months ago I went down to Napier to do the same thing. And a mate of mine, all of a sudden, he sent me that. And I was just like, wow. He, you know, he's from one of the churches down there. Uh, United, um, I can't remember, but he's also, yeah, there's a ministry down there. Can you get that next slide, please, bro? Okay, so that was me. That's my son. He was, I think he was about three there. That was me when I was hardcore into my drugs. And I remember that day, because that day I'd just come from a club, and I was so full of drugs that night. And I went and picked up my son, and I spent the day with him anyway, but still, you can see there's no life in me. I had no life. I didn't care, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't care about anybody. I just cared about myself. I cared about where I was getting my next, my next hit from. I cared about where I was getting my next alcohol from and all that sort of thing. So I'll take you back a little bit. So when I, when I was growing up, I grew up in a bit of a broken home. Um, Mom and dad got divorced when I was pretty young. Uh, and um, so dad was there, but he wasn't always there. He was, he's a very hardworking man. He was working shift works, and if he wasn't working, he was in the garage. He was building cars. He, was, he had a passion for building cars, and he was very good with his hands. But he was there, but he wasn't sort of there. And then mom had to look after us. But mom also, well, she went off the rails a bit because of, I think it was maybe just the pressure. Um, a lot of drinking, a lot of boyfriends in and out the house. Um, so, so that sort of upbringing that I was. Don't get me wrong, I love my mum very much. Now, now, today, we have a very good relationship at the moment. So, yeah, my, my, unfortunately, my dad has passed. He passed away when he was 77 about two years ago with cancer. Cancer just ate him up. Anyway, so, yeah, so I grew up in that sort of thing, moving around a lot um, with all the alcohol and that was going. There was no drugs. Mum never, no, never touched drugs. And so, yeah, um, I was in and out. I was in... Um, what we call a, um, a home detention center. I got locked up there for about a year because I was always running away from home. I was drinking, I was smoking weed, just hanging around with the wrong people. Um, I was getting into a lot of fights. I got all the scars on my head to prove, you know. I was a big fighter. I used, to love, I used to get drunk just to go and look for fights. You know, in clubs, go look for a fight in a club. Um, so, yeah. So, I just want to tell you, that the devil is very real. I've met him. And I've been to hell. It is not nice. In the beginning, he was my best mate. He gave me everything I wanted. 
he, he provided all my needs, but worldly needs, you know? Um, then, you know, he was my best mate. He did everything. He gave me, I had a house. I had the cars. I had the flash cars. I had motorbikes. I had the wife. I had the kids. I had everything. But let me tell you something. When that devil comes to collect, oh, that's another thing. He collects. And he just doesn't take what he's given you. He takes everything. He took everything from me. When I was um, living, living the life, I thought I was living the life, but he took my family away from me because all I wanted to do was do drugs. He took my house away from me. All I wanted to do was drugs. That was running my life. It was, it was the drugs. I was stealing money to, to support my habit. Um, I, was, I, was, I used to beat my wife to a pulp. You know, it's just... I was a womanizer. I was the nastiest person ever. I couldn't care who you were. I would play you. I would manipulate, or manipulate you to get what I wanted. Um, I was so full of demons inside of me. I remember they used to talk to me, and they, they called themselves legions. Because when, it, when, when, they, when, you get, when you're possessed with demons, they don't just come with one. They come with loads. That's why they call themselves Legion. And I was so possessed. I had a lady one day, she used to read tarot cards, and she came to my house one day because um, my, my wife at the time, she wanted to know what was wrong with me. She said, she looked, at, she looked me in my eyes, and she says, man, this dude is so full of demons, you have no idea. He's probably not even half there. And I probably wasn't. So, yeah. I started dealing for a little bit. I was, because I'm... Um, I couldn't get enough money to, to support my habits, my drinking, my drugging. So I started dealing a little bit in the clubs. But I ate most of my products, so that didn't work. <laughs> so I just gave it up. I didn't even carry on with that, so it, it, it didn't last very long. So, um, you know, I wrecked a lot of people's lives doing what I did, um, especially the ladies, because I was used to tell them anything and everything that they wanted to hear just to, so that they'll do what I asked from them. Uh, when I was dealing, um, I took a lot of souls to, devil, to the devil because of what I was doing, you know. And it was just, uh, the devil is very real. Even today, when I'm driving or when I'm walking or just sitting at home, he's, he's trying to tempt me back into the life. He's trying to show me the life I used to have and trying to make it so glamorous that he wants me back. So... You just got to be very wary that he is, he's, um, he's like a prowling lion and he'll devour you, no problem. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't love you. As much as he tells you that he loves you, he doesn't. Um, whatever the devil, devil hates, he hates it because God loves us. That's why. Okay, he hates it. He wants to take us down. And there's, you know, I've just read the book of Revelations. Um, man, that is a scary book. I, just, I read it, and there's one scripture that sticks out to me as Revelations 20.10, that if you're going to follow the devil, you're going to end up in a, a pit of sulfur, and you're going to burn with him for the rest of your life, and you're going to be tormented for the rest of your life. And I don't want to see people that. I don't want to go there. And every time that something comes to me, I just think of that. And I don't want to be there. I want to be with God. I want to see my father. I want to spend the rest of my life with my dad, riding my Harley up in heaven, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, be, be with my family up there, and, um, yeah, 
So trust me when I tell you, the devil is real and hell is very real. And he's willing to, he wants to kill you. And I don't want to see people go there. You know? So when I was 19, I was in the military. And my oldest brother, which he passed away uh, when he was 21, he was in a motor car accident, he was a big Christian. And I was up in the military in outside of town where he lived, and on weekend when I used to get my passes, I could go and I went and stayed with him. He took me to church, and I gave my life to God. When I left the army, and I walked out the army, I turned my back on God, and that's where all my issues started. Started running with the wrong people, started drinking a lot, and all that. While I was in the army, it was all good. I was good, I, was, I went to church in the army and all that, it was fun. But this is afterwards. But I, I still believe today that God allowed this walk, that I walked, for a reason. Um, there's a lot of times where I should have been in prison because of the things I did. There's a lot of times where I should be dead because I took so much drugs. I can't believe that I, I had never overdosed once. And I believe God let me walk this walk because of what I'm, gonna, what I'm doing today and helping people. With my testimony... I help people. And I'm not here to make a name for myself. I'm not here to become famous or anything. I'm here to show you who Jesus is. I'm here to show you what Jesus has done for me. And he can do it for you. And like I tell everybody, it doesn't matter where you are in your life. Jesus will, will come to you. He's not going to come to you and say to you, first sort yourself out, first get this all done, and then maybe we'll talk later. Yeah, he doesn't do that. I'll tell you when God met me. I had just come home from a club with my girlfriend at the time. I was sitting on a couch, and I was so high. I was buzzing. Jesus stood in front of me, and I think he had had enough. I think God had enough. Because whenever, let me tell you something, whenever the devil challenged me, I took it on as a challenge, and I would challenge the devil. And I think God had enough, and he stood in front of me. He said, listen, either you decide to follow me and walk with me, because if you carry on walking this life, dude, you're going to die. And I was lying on the couch next to my girlfriend. She was lying with me. And I shot up. I just sat up. And I said, I've had enough. I'm done. I'm finished. And the next day, I booked myself into rehab. I was in rehab for six months. Yeah. It was a living rehab. So you could go to work. You come back. And, but they would test you and check on you and everything and that. And that's when God met me. He met me when I was high. Yeah. And for the next six months, he worked on me. Because my heart was a rock. I didn't even have a heart. He softened it. I had so many walls up in front of me, he had to break them down. And while he was breaking them down, he was replacing it with something else. He was replacing it with love. I lost so many friends which I were thought, that I thought were my mates. I lost so many. God replaced them. And I'm not saying they were bad people. They were just walking the wrong, the wrong sort of line, you know, the wrong sort of life, and God didn't want me to walk with them anymore. And I just pray that, and I hope they are saved now as well. But God replaced them with a lot more people that would uplift me, people that were walking the walk and not bring me down. And uh, yeah. So, my walk with God has been ups and downs. Uh, there's sometimes I'm hard headed, and He smacks me up against the head and He says, Listen, I did. <laughs> it's not going to work. It doesn't happen that way. But He, he, he has forgiven me. And everything that the devil has stolen and robbed of me, he's given back tenfold. Yeah. He's softened my heart. Look, I, sometimes I can be stubborn. Ask my wife. <laughs> um, 
but he has. He softened my heart. Um, before, when I was, before life of God, I was very confrontational. I'll take you on. I don't care how big you were. I used to take big fellas on. I used to get hidings. I used to end up in hospital, but I used to, you know. But now, when I get, when I get confrontational with somebody, I, while, I'm, while somebody's getting confrontational with me, I'm praying. I'm praying and asking God, you know, just give me the guidance, give me the wisdom, how to deal with the situation that I'm in. So, you know, um, this whole walk and the, the things that I've done, I'm not proud of it, but I know Jesus still loves me. Jesus has loved me, and Jesus has been with me since, I turned his, turn, since I've turned my back on him. He never left me once, and Jesus will do the same for you. He will never turn his back on you. He will stand there patiently, and he will be patient. He's a very patient man, and he will knock, and he will wait, and he will knock. He waited 15 years for me. And that's why, I'm, that's why I love God so much. You know, he, he sacrificed himself for me after everything I did. And I told him, and I used to swear him. I don't mean, he was an idiot. I didn't believe. I didn't care. I used to blame him for a lot of things. But he still stuck around. And that's why now I devote my life to him. And I'm... I love him so much. Um, don't, let, don't let the devil ever tell you you're not worthy of God's love. Because that's one thing that the enemy was telling me when, um, when I was in rehab. He says, you're not worthy of God's love. He says, you, you've done this and you've done that and God won't love you. God doesn't love you. He does. He loves you and he's got his arms around you every single day. And he's standing there waiting for you. He's... He's, he, he wants to be there and help you. Um, so now, with what I'm doing now with writing for God, I started it back in 2016. Um, but I actually started back in South Africa from when I was, because I did a lot of motocross in South Africa. Um, so there was nothing for the motocross boys and there was a lot of unsaved motocross guys that weren't saved and you know so I was going to start something with like riding for God for the motocross boys but then God called me over to New Zealand which was awesome <laughs> um, then yeah slowly but surely I just started building the ministry and it's a small ministry we do what we can we support who we can we go where we can and we support a lot of ministries as well um so my, my goal for writing for God for myself, like there's, there's other guys that do the, they do certain things that they want to do for the writing for God and helping their communities. My goal is to help drug addicts. Yes. I've helped a few people, um, brought them back to Jesus. A, lot of, oh, a couple of them here and there didn't, I don't know where they are now walking with, if they are walking with God, but some of them just wanted to get away from the drugs. So I've helped them, counseled them a bit. But that's my goal, to save, because... Since I moved into Yamudu and I see what's going on here, there's a lot of drug addicts here. I've lost a stepdaughter to it, Shirley's daughter, my wife's daughter. She's thick into it. Um, I have tried to help her, but she's... I was also at that stage in my life where my ex-wife, my first wife, she tried to help me get out of it, and I just wasn't ready. There's sometimes when, when you are a drug addict, 
and you're so involved in it that you're not ready to stop. I wasn't ready. I had to wake up for, I had to have like a, um, a life awakening sort of thing where God stood in front of me. Because when God stands in front of you, dude, you, you get a fright. <laughs> yeah, I got a fright. Yeah, it was awesome to see because the devil wants to fill your life with, with these worldly things. He will give you everything. He'll give you the money. He'll give you the fame. He'll give it to you. But when he comes to collect, you prepared to lose everything. I had to hit rock bottom to realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so with writing for God, I will go into places where a lot of people won't go. I'll walk into a pub and I'll go and speak about God. If people don't want to hear about it, they don't want to hear about it. That's their choice. It's between them and God. Where, like, um, I'll walk into dark alleys. We used to go to, um, um, what's it, Auckland. I used to do Feed the Homeless with another, another ministry called The Redeemed. I used to go speak to the drug addicts on the road. Sit with them, feed them. Sometimes they just want to talk to somebody. It's not all about just hitting them with the Bible, and that's what I've told my guys in the ministry. Don't just go and hit the guys with the Bible, because if you hit them with the Bible, they're going to run away. Talk to them. Let them get to know you. When they see Jesus in you, they will ask. That's the right way of doing it. Because I've done it before. I've rushed in there, hit them with a Bible. Oh, man, they don't want to know nothing. They just want to be left alone. You know? So, um, what else was I going to say? Sorry. So, with, if you see, I'll show you the life I have now. Go to the next slide, bro. So, this is a thing that I've got tattooed on me. If you ever look over here. Uh, my shoulder. Oh, sorry. Um, that's, my, that's what I've got tattooed on me. I can do things, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing today. Because um, well, I was told by a counselor many, many years ago when I was doing counseling, when I just came out, I've got a very addictive thing. She said, and this is what God gives me the strength every morning when I wake up every morning to stay away from the drugs. God gives me the strength every morning to walk the life I'm walking at the moment. Because if it wasn't for him, I'd probably be dead, six feet under, in prison. I wouldn't be in New Zealand. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. If it wasn't for Jesus. All right. You need to know that Jesus gives us the strength to get through life every day. Pray every day. Ask him. Ask and you will receive it. It might not be straight away, but you will receive it. I've been praying to God for, I think it was about five, six years to come to New Zealand, and just one day out of the blue, then I got offered a job working in New Zealand, and I came over. So trust in the Lord. He, he will give you the strength to get through your day. Can we go through the next slide, bro? So this, this is me now, and that's my wife. We ride together. We do everything together on the bike. We haven't ridden together for a while now because I've just been so busy, but this, I think that was a day in Raglan, eh? That was a Raglan day. We had breakfast. Yeah. We ride together, and uh, we do long rides. We will ride far to go and help somebody. And the good thing about my wife as well, she knows. If I say my brother needs help or I need to go speak to somebody, she tells me, go. And I get on my bike and I go. And I go and help people. It's all about serving. It's, all, it's not about me. It's not about me at all. This message is not about me and what I've... It's about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And it's, when he was on this earth, he served. 
He served all the prostitutes, the tax collectors, and all those people. That's what we need to do. We need to be serving. And that's what I'm doing now. I am serving, and I'm honoring God. Always make sure you honor God with what you do. Don't honor yourself. Honor God. Go to the next slide, bro. So this is my family. Those are my kids. And this is the life we are living now with Jesus. Come back, uh, compared to the one where you saw me back in 2008, it's all, it's all because of Jesus. I could never have been where I am today if without Jesus. And I thank God every day that for the, things that, the small things that I have. Yeah. Go to the next slide, bro. So I have been clean 12 months, oh, sorry, 12 years, 10 months, and I think it's not 24 days, I think it's like 25, 28 days now. That's when I, when I did that. I've been clean off the drugs. Yeah. And I'm going to carry on being clean. Look, I still enjoy I still enjoy a beer. I have a beer every now and then. But the drugs, never again. Won't go down that road. Uh, next slide, please, dude. Now, Ephesians 6.10.13 is what I walk with every day, and that's on, the, on our backs. All our uh, members that, uh, that wear patches, that is what is on our backs. The reason why I chose this so Ephesians 6, 10, 13 is because we've got to walk with the armor of God every single day. If we don't walk with the armor of God, the devil's going to have, have, play havoc with us. Especially with, with what I do and what Phil does. And if, you, if, you, if we are going into the field, the devil's going to hammer us harder because he knows that we are going to show people that there's a better life and it's Jesus. So we have to wear this every single day, and I wear it. It's, I, I write it everywhere, and I, uh, um, this, is what I, this is what I stand, this is what, um, not what I stand for, what writing for God stands for. We're wearing the armor of God. We're going out there, and we are showing people about Jesus, because that's all it's about. This world is not our home. We're just passing through it. Our home is up with our Father. And I tell, I tell everybody that I speak to, I said, my Father's house has got many, many rooms it is up to you if you want to take one of those rooms. And it is so easy. We make it hard on ourselves to give our life to God. We make it very hard on ourselves. Um, there, used to be, there used to be a fellow that used to be part of the ministry. And he says there's only one certain prayer that, you're allowed to, that you can pray if you want to. And it's a sinner's prayer. And I said, I disagree with you, bro. I said, when I gave my life to God, all I did is I went on my knees and I repented. And I said, Lord, please be in my life. And he came with us. I've read the sinner's prayer. It's quite a long prayer. I've got nothing against it. I've got nothing against it, but I just say, I said, you can, it is, we make it hard on ourselves to give our life to God. It is so easy to give your life to Jesus. He's knocking, he's standing there, he's waiting. Just say, Lord, please just come into my heart. Wash the blood of Jesus over me. Wash me clean. And I promise you, it's so easy and it's like that. And he doesn't ask for anything. He's not like the enemy. The enemy will come and say to you, I will give you this, this, and this, and this, and I want your soul. Jesus will say, I've come into you and I want to, I'm going to love you. And all I want is your love. That's it. It's simple. It's easy. It's not that hard. Go to the next slide, please, dude. So that's us in Wellington. That's, uh, there was a few of us that rode down to Wellington because we support, what is it called? March for Life. We support that. So that's, that's, that's a small amount of the family. Some of them couldn't be here today because they had other obligations, but the ministry is growing. We are growing slowly but surely. We do not advertise because I believe that uh, people, God will bring us the people. 
We just have, where's Kieran? We just, Kieran, he's one of our newer members. He hasn't got his patches yet. He's just come out of, he, he, he's also walked a life. One day he will tell his life, his life story. He's walked a life as well. And he can share it as well. Jay's also walked a life. He's from Taranaki. He was one of our members from Taranaki. He came all the way from Auckland today. <laughs> yeah, he's also walked a life. And there's another very good mate of mine. His name is Jace. He's called the Joker. Oh, he's a comic. <laughs> yeah, there's Jace. He, he used to ride with CMA, but now he rides, um, he doesn't ride for anybody, but he rides for God. Not for us, but he, you know, he rides for Jesus. He's a big man in faith. As big as he is, as much faith as he has. Yeah. So, you know, if you have a motorcycle and you have a passion for riding, and you want to spread the word of God, you're more than welcome to join us and come and ride with us. Anybody can join riding for God. It doesn't matter who you are, what background you come from, where you come from, God will forgive you and we do not judge because we've been, in that, we've been there where people have judged us because of where we come from. I still get judged today because I wear a patch. How can you be a Christian and wear a patch and then you still got tattoos all over you? Yeah, doesn't bother me. I don't. I know that that Jesus still loves me. Yeah, I know that Jesus loves me, and Jesus will never forsake me, and Jesus will never leave me. Now, the most important thing is, every single one of us have a t- has a testimony. It doesn't matter where it's like mine or like the other fellows around you. Everybody has a testimony. I believe that every single one of us needs to share it. It doesn't have to be at the church. We need to share your testimony to show others about Jesus and show what Jesus has done in your life. Like Phil does every, every Sunday, which is awesome. This is the first church that I've ever been to that somebody, that, that what Phil does. And that's great because it just shows what Jesus is doing in our lives. We need to always share our testimonies with everybody, whether it be sitting at home and doing it, sitting at church and doing it, or sitting and having a coffee with a mate, share your testimony because that testimony might help them for tomorrow or into tomorrow because you never know what that person is going through because a lot of people nowadays, unfortunately, they are walking around with big smiles on their face, but their heart is broken. Okay. We need to share our testimony. So we, one thing that I want to say is if somebody phones you and you know you go, they're going through troubles, answer that call because that might be the last call they ever make. You need to answer that phone call. All right, because you might hear tomorrow something is done or something has happened or they've done something and you don't want to have that on your shoulders. Okay. Um, we do have a, RFG does have a website. We are on Facebook as well. If you have a look there under Riding Forgot, we have my wife just created us our uh, first official website. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got a website now, and I've also got a YouTube channel where I do preach a little bit, but my videos are like five minutes, not, not half an hour, five minutes long. Um, I don't do it all the time. I just only do it when God really puts a message on my heart and says do it, and I do it all the time when I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, God catches me. When, whenever I'm in my truck and I'm driving home, after gym, and all sweaty and after gym, he says, there we go, so I want you to do this, and I... Have to be obedient. Yeah, have to be obedient and share. And my thing in life is, if I help one person with my video, one person, 
I know I've done what God's asked me to do. Yeah. So if you, by, by sharing your guys' testimonies, if you help one person, you've been obedient to God. And if that person eventually turns his back on you, if that person turns their back on you and walks away, don't take it personally. I used to take it very personally <laughs> when I used to go and help somebody and then they turn their back on me and walk away. Don't take it personally because you've done what God has asked you to do and it's, now it's between them and God. So now they're going to sort it out and do their walk from there. If they continue walking with God, awesome. If not, maybe it's not the right time now and God will, God will catch up with them again. Yeah. All right. So that's my story. And what I want you to do is we're all walking different lives at the moment. And I just want to pray for all of us. I want everybody, if you wouldn't mind, just putting your heads down, closing your eyes, don't look around. You can just put your heads down, close your eyes. If you're walking a walk at the moment and um, you're feeling that you, 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 you're stuck, if you're feeling that you are somewhere that you don't know who to talk to, you don't know how to talk to, to that person, just, just raise your hand. Put it up for a second and just, you know, I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to ask you to stand up or anything. Just know that Jesus loves you. Know that Jesus has got you. And Jesus is going to put that right person in your life. And Jesus is going to make sure that, um, that um, you're going to be okay. Know that, God is, know, know that God has got this. So if you are walking a life and you just are battling with something, just raise your hand and then I'll pray for you. Good. And, yeah. Father, I just thank you for today. Lord, I just pray for everybody that is here, that you have your hand over them, no matter where they are in their lives, Father. I just pray whatever breakthrough, whatever they're going through, Father God, that you are there to help them, to help them with their breakthrough. I pray, Father God, that you also put the, the right person at the right time in their life, Father, that it will be there to help them and guide them. Father, I just pray then that, that you will let them know, Holy Spirit, let them know that they are not alone. Even though they are sitting at home alone, they are not alone. God is sitting right there with you. Jesus is right there with you. All right. Father, I just pray that when everybody goes home today, I just pray that um, through me that you have connected with somebody, the people that are watching online, I just pray that there is somebody that you have connected with, Father, and you take it from here. And I thank you for today, Father God, and thank you for this opportunity that you have given me to speak your word, not me, not about me, and about you. And I just pray this all in the mighty name of Jesus. And I just pray the blood of Jesus over our church. And Lord, I just pray that, you know, the if you want this church to grow, it will grow. It will grow in your time, Father. And I just pray you bring the right people in here. I just thank you in the name of Father. Amen. Thank you, guys. It was really good. I hope it, I hope, hope it was. Have a blessed day.